Attention please. All creative writing students with a signed permission slip for the Shakespeare Field Trip are to report to the bus loop at this time. All others without are in a pickle. What's done is done. I love people. I don't like humanity. <laughs> yes. Does that make any sense at all? I just... Absolutely. I'm not, that's heavy. Hello, and welcome to The Art of Teaching. I'm your host, Pete Anderson, and this is the podcast in which I speak with educators about the qualities that make for good teaching. Makes no difference if sweet hot. Just keep that rhythm everything. Today's episode is a continuation of my conversation with 29-year veteran English teacher, Jill Vick. <laughs> and we're back with Jill Vick. <laughs> People lover, humanity hater. Yes. I was just telling Peter, I love, yes, I love people. I do not like humanity. Mm. How about this? Uh, You're out in public. um, And how often do you run into a former student? Would you say nearly every single time? (laughs) Nearly every single time. Right? (laughs) My dad used to joke. He's like, if you go out in public and you run into people, you see it's time to move. (laughs) But that, I can't. I I like it, it, though. I do. I love that. I do. And that's my ego. I think I just like that I know somebody. I don't know if it's an ego. I think, you know, are you proud of Are you proud of what you do, though? Uh, I, I was just thinking about this past year. Can, can we not count this past year? Because there's not a this, lot of pride. This, this year has been year. hard. God. Well, it's been a hard year. I was even proud of the the um, virtual year. Yes. I mean, I, I was put up a lot of effort it. in it. Yes, I did, not too. Not a lot of takers, but I was proud of how I threw myself into it. But did you have a couple of kids come up to you this year and say, hey, oh, yeah. you were... Yeah. So then, there's always that. Then you reached them. Yeah, even this year, even though it was one of my worst years, but still. I like seeing kids that I've I met. love it. All right, so when you run into that kid, do you ever ask them, "Hey, do you, what do you remember from my class way back in eight years ago or ten years?" ago? I have never done that, never and I them. need to do that. Huh. I'm always, I always tend to put it on them like, "What are you doing now?" or yeah. this sort of thing, and 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 that that kind of thing. But I need to I need to do that. You get the weirdest answer. I was. You will I, not I bet, get what you want. Yes, I'll tell you that right. Yes. Now. What, what would you want them to say? What you know? What more have said? Well, okay, that, I remember good. learning about this, that's or I good. remember learning about this. Um, something that came up, but but it, if 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 that ever goes down, that I, they'll say something, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? I never right. did that." Or uh-huh. it, my it never matches up. You're exactly right, right. about that. The content is not coming out of their mouth. Uh, correct. Right. Correct. It's something else about the vibe of what yes. of the uh, and and that brings me to my philosophy as a teacher, mm. and I have to. This is and I know I've said this to you before. Go, um, Steve Gallion, who retired after forty years at Tucker High School. He was the head of the history department. He was a Southern scholar and gentleman, just a fine man. And I remember at his retirement luncheon, you know, when people retired. I'm so sorry. They're Is the okay, dog they're, stuck? No, no, they're fine. I think he's fine. Well, the old one gets I stuck. I think he's... Oh. I don't know. <laughs> like we all I think do. he's okay. The old one needs a, a little bit of a nudge. I think he's okay. I don't want to move my chair. That was no, no. I'm going to move the old one. Okay. Gets, yeah, okay. That's, that's him getting stuck. I'm sorry, sweetie. Oh, yeah. Come on, Mike. Oh, we go. Oh, I'm sorry. This is, this is my life right now. 
You're okay, always, everybody's okay. He looks okay. drunk, but he's just old. No, they're both sweet. Drunk on life. You are too. Come on over here. All right. Um, but no. It's actually lie down. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Had to do it since we're we're here. That's a hard verb for people to get. Lie and lay. It's so lie. Lay takes an object. Lay the pen down, or go lie down, which means to rest. But the past tense of lie. To lie down yesterday i lay down and that's where it gets all messed up it's a terrible terrible verb my mom used to say chickens lay people lie people lie they a lay lot. eggs <laughs> right anyway which brings okay, me back yeah, to why i didn't like this to... last year but well we will skip that um okay all right, so steve gallion yes. uh 40 years and I, he said he was talking about his um the teacher that he taught under as a student and you know 40 years later he said this has always stuck with me and she's she said to me 10 years from now people will not remember what you taught them but they'll remember how you treated them that's me that's that's the number one thing i remember sometimes being in classes in high school or middle school and feeling unsure feeling insecure feeling afraid of the material and not feeling comfortable in class and if a student's not comfortable in class, they're not, yeah. they're going to struggle. They're yeah. not going to ask questions or they're not going to, I want everyone to be able to feel like they can come up at the end of class, even if they can't raise their hand during class and come ask me about something. Mm-hmm. I want them to feel safe. I want them to feel relaxed. I don't want them to feel like I'm out there to get them. I want mm-hmm. them to be able to relax. And if right. they can relax and kind of like themselves because they're trying to figure out who they are, then maybe the process of learning can begin. I want them to feel that I care about them, and I do care about them. Yes, you find do. Something, find something. Find something. Here's something you care about in terms of content. I'm gonna guess Shakespeare. <laughs> I love I love British literature. There's something about, and of course, you know we need to read a lot of different diverse texts and younger authors. But some of the, um, I think it goes back to my the the classes I took in undergraduate school and graduate school. I just had some I had some amazing graduate professors, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Griffin who we did a deep dive into Shakespeare and subtext and writing, but I had some really amazing professors at Randolph-Macon um, who were just, just knew so much about these different time periods, the restoration period, John Dryden, who would read John Dryden on his own? I mean, that kind of thing. And it was fascinating. And so I just, yeah, I'm, I'm an Anglophile, mm-hmm. but I, but I love American. I mean, I love, all, there's, there's so much out there. I, it's hard to pick pick favorites so it's not just shakespeare no it's not just shakespeare because your car says right i chose that license plate by the way so probably probably about 10 years now 12 years i the first license plate i had was t.s Eliot. he's my favorite poet is that on your wall yes i have that by the window yes and had that and then i tried to get catch 22 on a license plate but someone in virginia has that so Mm. i had two catch two and it didn't work i'm like this is not 
There's it's probably a way to get it, but it's complicated yeah, yes. and it comes back on itself. Um, this Shakespeare, <laughs> this reference actually, yes. <laughs> this Sorry. license plate actually, it's it's not just about Shakespeare. It's from one of my favorite um, novels, 1984, mm. um, by George Orwell. And I rem- remember the last time I taught it, and it, it was at Tucker because I haven't taught 12th grade since I've been at Glen Allen. Um, but there's a scene in there where the character who, the protagonist, um, Winston, and of course, that's a very dark story. You need to. Re- I mean, if you haven't read, if you haven't read that, you need to go back and reread that. Pete, you need to read. Uh, yeah, it was. You need to read. Way too long. Yeah, you need to reread attention. it. You would appreciate. Well, but you'd appreciate it more now. But I mean, we say that to everybody. Mm-hmm. That's the hope by teaching some of these things, and that's the great. And I'm getting off track here, but the problem with teaching things that are considered classics or they have withstood the test of time that are really beautifully written is the kids can't relate to it. Right. The Great Gatsby is a masterpiece. I didn't appreciate it until I read it at the age of 30. Mm. And I taught it twice, and I still didn't get it. And then when I got into my 30s, I was like, oh my gosh, I get it. You can't recapture the past. And have you had a chance to teach it since? No, I haven't. And how can can you have a 15 or 17-year-old read this about characters who are in their 30s dealing with 30-year-old Right. issues when they're 15 is so the, there, the hope is that some of these kids will pick up these books again later and read them well knowing now do you have a way that okay i'm going to do it i'm going to try again and i have this angle or is it like no nah, it's just not going to work on a 15 year old i try to make it relatable in if i can make some sort of you as a 15 year old imagine being this way but i try to make it relatable through their eyes because no you have to have the experience to understand the master of those things Mm. but back to 1984 there's a scene where winston has this beautiful dream of the green country it's a positive image and this woman that he has fallen in love with she's walking towards him and she actually is disrobing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he wakes up and on he says Shakespeare. That word comes off. He just says Shakespeare. It comes to his lips. It's a dream he has. Hmm. I have to go back and find the passage for you. But I don't know. I I I I, I do love Shakespeare, but it's actually it's an interesting scene in that book. Since the flood, oh, heaven help a fool who falls in love. So, um, Jill, uh, there's a couple other things I want to talk about. Oh, here's one <laughs> you're a woman of many hats, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so, when did you start collecting all those hats and why? So, my oh Lord, and do you have any mercy. favorites? Um, well, the first one I got at Hull Street Outlet, that's the Army Helmet. Okay. Yeah. Is that your favorite? That's, yeah, that's okay, the first one. I was going to say that I think that's your favorite. Yeah, I've had that my whole career. You wear it well. And I would wear it. <laughs> I'd, Sarah Vogt has a funny memory of me walking up and down the hallways at Tucker during SOLs, <laughs> taking my kids on walks and wearing that helmet. I just was, I, 
I don't know why. I think it's just basically my goal of not being responsible and focusing on other things to not go crazy as a teacher. Uh-huh. I just bring in silly props. Um, and my room is too... I was like, I've got to organize. I mean, I left on Friday. I'm like, this is... I'm going to bury myself by the desk. I've got to right. get rid of stuff. But, but, but I mean... The yeah, getting rid's hard. Sure. But what a great collection. Sure. You're proud of that. You must be. Proud I am. Of that and there are some, but I need to. And I've given two to Evan Fulton. Oh. There were two big sombreros, mm-hmm. so that made his day. That was the first oh, yeah, of the great purge. Yeah. Um, but actually, Sarah Vote is going to get the helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to bequeath that to her. That's got to go to her. But yeah, just just you know, just when I see something and it speaks to me, I'm like, oh, I've got to use this in the classroom. And so you do you use how often do you use props in the classroom? Is it fair to just call them props? Um, <laughs> to be honest, this year I really haven't used that many. This year has been tough for many reasons, I think. Well, and the okay. kids just all right. So go back three years. Let's, yeah, let's say prior. Prior. Um. You know, I'd say, you know, probably weekly I'd bring something. I mean, lightsabers work well, too. If you yeah. pull those out and use them as pointers, the kids enjoy that sure. sort of thing. Oh, I have a lot of pointers, too. Um, I like that. So I, you know, depending on what particular units, like the Odyssey, Odysseus, I've used certain things um, when I teach that. But they're they're there for fun and just to kind of entertain, mm-hmm. to somehow make a connection. That's not a very is good it, answer, but is it there to entertain you as well? Oh, absolutely. Is that first? <laughs> I think so. I think Thank so. Thank you for yeah. admitting that because yeah. I agree. Oh, absolutely. I, if once I'm entertained, then I'll be a happier sure, person, sure, and that's going to sure, translate. Sure, right? absolutely. The kids are like, "Why do you have that?" I'm like, "Why not?" Well, like that dumb piece of pizza. You know, <laughs> yeah. this that yeah. fake piece of pizza, and I got that with Harvey Stone. It was like a dollar, and I'm right. like. That's that looks real. This is great. I got to put it in my room. Why? Don't, Don't know. know. But every day I have a random kid come. They're like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Touch it." And they're like, "That's not real." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." And that's it. No, does it have anything to do with the curriculum now? school trained us to be too judgmental about ourselves and that's why we turn things off i'm throwing it out there just hit me give me a specific example uh we're so school is so much about right and wrong so grade driven it's grade driven that you uh, it's a beat down so when you go oh i don't want to do that because i won't i don't know how to do it I'll, i'll do it wrong and we're talking about scrapbooking, <laughs> you know, or or any any craft or, or any art, right. you know, or, or you know, I don't want to split the two because we can argue about what's art and what's craft. But people don't want to do it because they're afraid. Oh, it's terrible. You know, well, who's to judge? You judged yourself as terrible. Why are you judging yourself right. terrible when there really is no judgment to be made? But we grow up with nothing but judgment. That's true. Judgment after judgment. I, after judgment. I think. I think any class in public education system where you're where it is a creative class or it's it's i say under the the fine arts art music literature creative writing needs to be very very open-ended 
And I think that comes down to the teacher. I mm. have had many students in creative writing classes who cannot write. They are not strong writers, but they want to try it. And the point is, is if you want to try it, you'll be successful at it. The successful student is one who writes a draft and you pick one strong thing and let's expand on that Mm. and then take a little bit more time and add to it. And so if your third draft is an improvement from the first, then that's a win. Um, But I've had students who truly, truly struggle with metaphorical writing, which is what creative writing is. It's not writing an essay. It's writing to be creative. Mm -hmm. Um, Students like, I can't think of anything to write. I'm like, well, let talk about it. Think about this. Show me, don't tell me in writing. Creative writing, show me, don't tell me. So speaking of time, uh, I'm going to wrap this up. I have a little questionnaire. And, you know, I ripped it off from James Lipton, the Proust-like thing. So here we go. I have some questions, but I've altered it. So here we go. Jill. Yes? (laughs) Jill. (laughs) The tension is mounting. Jill, what's your favorite word in educational jargon? Now, do you mean like seriously? Yeah, I really whatever, like it, or in my dark sense of humor, I say Lie I like it, but I hate it. Paradigm. Paradigm. Oh, welcome. Well, we got laptops. The paradigm shift. Paradigm oh, they shift. They use that one a lot. And ubiquitous. <laughs> ubiquitous. Yeah, That's I learned one. that word that year. <laughs> um, oh, God. Okay, so maybe I just answered the second one for you. I don't know. But what's your least favorite educational jargon type word? I'm drawing a blank. I've got to think about that and cogitate. Um, Ooh. I can't think of the word, and it's it's at the tip of my brain. Can okay. we come back to that we're gonna one? Come, we're going to circle back. <laughs> Corbin okay. Wright used to always use it all the time. I can't remember oh. what, what it was. Okay. All right. It's going to come back. I can't think of it. All right. What turns you on, educationally speaking? I love true collaboration and time to discuss that. And I'm always amazed by watching my peer teachers, which we do not do enough. No, um, And that's fallen by the wayside. That needs to be, and of course you don't want to make it a mandatory thing, but there's not enough time for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember first coming to Glen Allen, and when I first met the English department at the time was Lane Knuckles, Tim Towsley, Corbin Wright, Taryn Meekins, and then this panelly chick was hired. That was us, and I remember meeting them and being absolutely terrified. I'm like, I am out of my depth. These are young educators. They've, They've gone through this they've learned these things since I've been in school since the eighties, you know, these are two, you know, 20 years later, 15 years later, uh, new, new ways of teaching, new ways of technology and feeling out of my depth, but then going in and being able to observe and just watch them and how they make this 
how they connected to this right. is always inspiring. Mm. Always inspiring. But not just within English, just to go into another class. Um, I'm with him. There, the, a teacher the came in and did World History One review before the history SOL retakes. And she came in my room last Thursday during my planning to take these seven kids and like, all right, now this is what we're going to do. And she said, remember this when this and her energy, just her energy was so great. Yeah. And I was like, Hannah Robbie's code. I remember that. And it was just so exciting to see that being taught or, or, you know, just being reviewed with these kids, but the energy level, yeah. people's energy is exciting. You're one of those people. I got a lot of energy. That's why I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> I got to stay up. What is your coffee brand again? I know that Kathleen Lytle had gotten. Oh, it's a uh, special the Cuban coffee. Cuban. Uh, Bustello. Bustello. Good stuff. I'm right. All right, so collaboration. But what turns you off, educationally speaking? Um, <clears throat> too many directives from central office. They don't think think take things off the plates. Yeah. of of teachers um there was supposed to be who was it two superintendents ago oh, where gosh. they said we're gonna take things off the plate um safe schools modules <laughs> um the what is it where we have to go through and do where we're on cycle or off cycle what is that called and we have to go to that and we have to talk about our two objectives it's and, cycling. Yeah, and no one no one really <laughs> knows know. what's going no on, and they sign off. Wrong. And it used to be, you know, when we were in 20 years ago, an administrator would come in and observe you, and they would the look at... The whole period. Yes, the whole period. They would look at classroom management, material. There, there would be a certain parameters, and they would... It was just a, what they saw for an hour lesson. How was your management style? Um what were you doing curriculum wise? You know, was mm -hmm. there an opening? Was there an ending? Was there a wrap up? Was there a plan? <laughs> and um, I found that much more meaningful than writing these two cut and paste these two objectives in and evaluate yourself and then it's signed off. So that's that's supposed to make it more streamlined, but it's not helpful to anybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last time they, whoever came in briefly, love the lesson. Uh, didn't have the two things on the board. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, and, Sue and, me, buddy. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but I mean, it just just having lesson. an administrator come in once a semester yeah. and observe a lesson and give you feedback. Yeah. Forget about what's on the board. This is what was great, and this is what. And it, but that takes time, mm -hmm. and there seems to be no time for that anymore. But right. that's what we are supposed to be doing. So central office directives. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Destination 2025. <laughs> what is that? What does that even right, mean? Okay. And it's just an every, every, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, mm -hmm. we're moving on. I got 10 here, so let's okay. go. Okay, sorry. Here. Okay. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love during the school day? One of the things I really like is if we're, the sound of students writing. Oh. Like the physical sound of paper or them, the class is quiet and everyone is on the computer typing. Because they're focused in doing it and thinking. Nice. Okay, but how about uh, what sound and noise do you hate 
during the school day? That's a great question. Um, well, we all have selective hearing. <laughs> so I try to I try to filter a lot of things out. Um, I don't know if it's a particular sound. I don't know, the bell, the intercom going on or the bell when, when I'm trying to make a point or someone breaking in on the intercom. Do you worry that it's a lockdown thing when somebody comes on the intercom and you're not expecting it? That's what hits me. My first my first thought is major no. catastrophe. No. It scares the crap out of me. I'm, I, I've always done pretty well with that. Mm-hmm. Without panicking or or none of that sort of thing. Another reason I need to stop fear. I mean, that's yes. that's legitimate fear yes. I have. Yes. And it's like, oh crap. Yes. Ugh. Well, and remember when it happened seven years ago or whenever, yeah. and that, and you know, and it was it was a it was a lockdown, and so I I, I did what you told me to do, which is we're still teaching. Yeah. But that wasn't handled the best way, I think yeah. it. But you know, getting. God mm. forbid, when when you know, how do you? I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, oh, here's here's a fun one that I'm excited to hear what you might say, specifically you. What's your favorite curse word that you would use in the classroom or naughty word? Mm, it's a combination. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not politically correct. Well, none of them are. I no, don't know. No. I would say um, they're all bad. But you say it anyway. <laughs> I mean, should we bleep it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, because I've been looking forward to a bleep moment. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna bleep something. All right, we're gonna go with that. Well, you know, I mean, sometimes I'll. I mean, some like rock eaters, paste eaters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> See, I'll refer I to some of them it. as a two. I was as a two watt bulb. You know, I got a lot of two watt bulbs. Sometimes <laughs> I'm trying to up the wattage a little bit. As but, I would say ooh. to other educators. Don't curse in the classroom. You can't do it. Other people might. You can't. And I don't even know you. Because, you know, basically, it's yeah. some personalities. You have a unique personality. I have I have used inappropriate words before, and then I've apologized. I mean, one of the, I've, I've, I've said, you know, I've said, stop acting like an ass mm-hmm. or a jackass. And they get yeah. upset. Let's talk about the definition of what that is. Yeah. A yeah. jackass is a cross between a mule and a donkey. Right. Stop it. Yeah. But yes, it's not always appropriate. Yeah. But, you know, again, we're human. Yes. And emotions. Um, now I forgot where I was. Oh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Well, I still would love to be. I'm fascinated by the ocean. I love I love marine biology. You're not going to let it be, go, are you? I'd love to be an oceanographer. I mean, I've always wanted to go to the bottom of the ocean, the Mariana Trench. Aren't we there now? Just to see. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking, we are. Yes. <laughs> um, Neat. That's, that's I, really cool. I've always joked about possibly being an assassin, mm-hmm. but I'd have to do that from a distance. No, I, I joke when I say that. Um, other jobs... Like Chuck Barris on the Gong Show. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a good one. Um, I wanted to in third grade. I told my mom I'm not going to college. I wanted to be a bus driver. Mm. Wow. I don't know. I think that would be kind of cool. You'd and meet you a lot are, of. You'd meet a lot. Speaking. Yeah, you'd meet a lot of people. 
yeah. that would that were that would be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be different. I like that. Okay, uh, what profession would you not want to do, no matter what? Um, Dog someone, wrangler. <laughs> um, someone who files a filer, like who files, like, you know, the big, I did, I did that as a temporary job one time. Really? I worked at it. It was some law agency. I did it for three weeks and all I got was big folders and I had to file them in these huge cabinets and it was so boring. Um, anything, accounting, stuff like that, spreadsheets and accounting. No, <laughs> no, thank you. No, I'd okay. rather dig a ditch. All right. All right. I'd rather dig a ditch. Yes. Which I'm also doing. <laughs> I'm digging a ditch now. I want to hide. <clears throat> All right. So uh, my last question here is, if uh, heaven exists and you would like to hear God say when you arrived at the pearly gates, uh, but because there's separation of church and state, we're going to say students on your retirement day, what would you want your students to say when you arrive on your retirement day? I came away feeling better about myself and I enjoyed your class. And I think what Morris said, I felt like you cared about me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's all about relationships for me. You are the master. Well, thank you. But so are you. Takes one to know one. <laughs> You're too kind. Don't mean zing. You've been listening to The Art of Teaching. I'm Pete Anderson. Thanks for listening, but it's time to move on to your next class. When you stop learning from the kids, then you need to get out of education. We <laughs> <laughs> need to get out green of Green gloss, by the way. I want to know what green gloss is. <laughs> you sure? Yes. Although we haven't had much time. <laughs>